Thank you for tuning in to today's life message from Cornerstone Church. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging message. If you would like more information about the church, stay tuned after this podcast. I'm going to introduce Brian Summers to you. Brian and I met officially about a year ago. Brian and I had I had been corresponding with him. I think first we were Facebook friends. Isn't that the weirdest thing ever? That you're friends with somebody first on Facebook, sometimes before you're friends in real life. I mean, it's just weird. All right. So Brian and I, we, I friended him on Facebook because we had mutual friends. And then I reached out to Brian and I said, I'd love to give you the tour of the school. Would you come? And so Brian came and took a tour of the school. And from then on, we've been real friends, not just Facebook friends. So we've been real friends. And we've been waiting for an opportunity for Brian to come and speak at the church. And it just so happened that this time was the time that he could come because he's been a busy man. Brian, come on up. Brian has served for many years in, in the icky world of politics. Now, listen, I'm going to. <laughs> he's not going to preach to you about politics. Can you say, thank you, Jesus? <laughs> Um, Brian has served with Jesse Helms, he served with George W. Bush, he served with Mike Huckabee, and currently he was serving with Mitch McConnell, and there are others, I know I've missed wonderful people that he's served with, but the Lord has used Brian in an unusual way all across the country, and he's going to share a message of hope this morning and vision for 2021, and let me tell you, God is still (laughs) on the throne, isn't he? Amen. All right, Brian, come on over. All right. Thank you. Good morning, church. Um, what a joy for this day, joy in the Lord, joy that we're alive, and we have freedom in Christ. And I am just elated so many ways. And in, I mean, really, I could really probably just, just leap up and Renee said from here to wherever, I can go through the roof here, but you have a nice, beautiful new edifice, and I want to say it is gorgeous. It is beautiful to look out and to come onto the property and see what God has done for you here at Cornerstone. I remember hearing Reverend Griffin's vision. I know what Renee's drive, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, 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 uh, but seeing that and hearing that and the purpose and the drive to get here and you uh, beautiful souls here uh, work to make that happen. Good grace of the Lord. Um, I know Renee talked about, and they kind of gave me a little hint as to what you all were starting out to do, but I just got to tell you how, how free I feel. This is the first time since 1992 I have not been in Washington at the start of a Congress. I, I, I am free and 30 years, and I've, I've done my time, and I just, uh, you know, pray and try to, you know, you, sometimes we, we talked about visions. You pray and you ask God for things, and then it realizes it's a job and it's work and you have to do it. And then you look around 30 years later, you got less hair and a little more gray, and you're like, okay, so how are we going to work this out? Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm very, and I've never been home since I left here in 1988. I've never been home on New Year's before. So all of this is new. It's all fresh. I'm back home here in North Carolina Statesville. I'm so very proud to be from here. My birthday is in uh, four days, uh, and I know that that's when my... (laughs) So I'm happy. Lord will allow me to see it. It's a significant number. Uh, But I know that my my cousin CJ is going to be leaving on Thursday. So I think I'm going to do everything I can to make this happen and and be here. Um, So I'm very thankful. So So I wanted to share with you, turn to Acts uh, 2 and 17... I'm going to kind of just share a little bit of what 
you all have been uh, in preparation for. Um, and uh, Acts, let me make sure I got that. Acts 2, 17 to 21. Just to make sure I got that. Yeah, 17 through 21. And so uh, kind of keeping in the spirit of where you guys um, were going and will be going forward for the remainder of the year, wanted to just read if you're turning to the Bibles. I'm reading for the new uh, King James Version. It says, Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it's number three. Sorry, forgive me for kind of being very excited to get where I was going. So, and it shall come to pass in the days, uh, says God, that I will pour out my spirit in all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall pro prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall see dreams and dreams. And your maidservants and men servants. Uh, will pour out for them the spirit of all the days, and they shall prophesy. I will show, and we're going a little past that, I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great, oh, awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whomever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I just want to kind of stop there and kind of just talk about a little bit of having vision, having hope, um, what are visions, dreams to a degree, and just to tell you a little bit about, uh, I was sharing with uh, uh, Mark earlier in the vestibule, and I was telling him that uh, for me, uh, being born here in Statesville, raised here in Statesville, single parent uh, in the south part of Statesville, public housing, but all kinds of different things happen. You know, God has a plan. Before Renee said we've been friends uh, and in person about a year, but I always like to stop and think that God introduced us way back before any of this was, before I was. God had a plan that Renee and our paths would cross, and he wasn't even done with just our paths crossing. I don't know where, is Neil here? Where's Neil? I don't see him. Where's Neil Conley? Okay, Neil Conley, uh, I'm going to say this, is... A fourth cousin of mine, absolutely, no, no, no stuff real. Through ancestry, we find out we're fourth cousins. So if you look at Neil, he's got a little more hair than I do, and I'm, I'm probably a little more slimmer, but I like to think we both look good. <laughs> and, 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 and so we're not only just blood cousins, but we're also covered in the blood that's been sanctioned by Jesus Christ. And I had no idea that um, he had married uh, Elise until we all made a connection with Renee and the family. And uh, so the family grew and expanded. And uh, I am so very proud of him and the cousin James and, and the whole family out of Winston-Salem, the Conleys, the Lackeys. That's who we are. And uh, so I'm very proud of that. But God has a way before we were of making things happen in our lives. Before the, the, the idea of, of Cornerstone and the Ephesus here, you know, I had lunch in my favorite spot, Randy's Barbecue, with um, Reverend uh, Griffin here. And we were sitting there in the, uh, in, in the cubicles before the pre-COVID stuff went off. And uh, he didn't eat much that day. Uh, he just really sat and listened. And, and so Renee said, I got this, no problem. And I said, I was hungry. So we chomped down, and my husband joined us, and we were, we were there. And uh, we just started talking about things. And, and I was so impressed with the school. I had taken a tour here, and I saw what uh, you all in the, the church and the church school was doing with the little kids. 
and I have a passion for kids with literacy, with learning, and making sure that they're learning in an environment that thrives and, and, and nourishes the Word of God. And when I walked through your school and I saw that there were kids in classrooms with apples and there was real books there, no digital stuff, and they were learning. And as, so the, the best behavior you had, the many apples you got. And I said, I want to go back to kindergarten because I was just thrilled at the fact that, you know, your best behavior meant you got a better uh, apple at the end of the day all the way through class. So out of that experience, um, lots of different things happened, Renee and I crossed, and, and it just was, God was in the midst, and I remember talking to pastor and uh, saying, is there anything I can do, and, and he shared with me some desires and things to get done, um, and before there could be a road or, or a journey to go on, uh, he built a foundation here with the word and the help of God to have this edifice. So this stands as a, as a guidepost for what is to come. And I'm still on that path. I still believe it. We're still, still going to get it done uh, because sometimes in things in life, God will form relationships with people who will be in place to do the things that you probably couldn't get done that were hard before. So we have a whole new crop of, of folks uh, elected here in Iredale County with a heart and mind for Jesus Christ, number one. And they have a heart and mind to do right and do right by our citizens and people. I was mentioning to, to uh, I'm so sorry, the lady who greeted me at the door with a warm smile. Forgive me because I didn't, but she was very nice. And I said to her, and I had my, my mask on because, you know, they said, well, it's North Carolina and it's Cooper's laws and rules. I said, well, to a degree. But I said, you know, I surely wish that they would enforce all of the rules and laws of COVID like they would enforce the word of God with the Ten Commandments. How about that? How about teaching that? Enforce that. Give us, give us that freedom in Jesus Christ to be able to live our lives, to raise our children in a way that, 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 that honors God. And so we're concerned so much about trying to do what is sanctioned by the popular and those who always think they know better. And I understand there's right and wrong in things, but there's got to be some guidance and some boundaries in life. If you have no rules, no boundaries, you have chaos. And so chaos is in business because businesses can't thrive and can't be open, but somehow you can do all these other extra things. They can sell you alcohol to go home and take home, but they don't do anything to say, well, hold on. Can our churches not be open? Can our schools not be open? Can our kids not learn? And so uh, we've got some work to do in this country, and this is not to, not to get political at all, but I think that God, as Renee was saying in her opening, and I'm so glad that you, one of the songs up here was New Beginnings, because being here the first Sunday of 2021, my first Sunday back in North Carolina, and it is, it is New Beginnings. I think it is, I pray in my heart, New Beginnings for Cornerstone, new, 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 new Beginnings for the vision of where you all are gonna go and what you're doing, new heights, reaching new souls, because that's the sole purpose here. Your doors are open, and it is to reach souls. It is to convert. It is to preach and teach the word of God. It is to say that, no, you don't have to come through the door perfect. You don't have to come through the door righteous. You just have to come in and let God rest upon your shoulders. That's all he wants to hear. Let him find a place in you. Let him have all the journey within you to make and mold you, as they wish to say back in, in, in I was raised the Baptist, they used to say, put me on the potter's wheel, spin me and guide me and make me what you want me to be, Lord. Just keep spinning me until I'm a finished product for you. And that's always kind of why I think about my life sometimes. I'm on that potter's wheel and I'm being molded all the way around and I've got cracks that have been healed. I've got things that are not perfectly lined up in my life that have been straightened out and where God looked and saw this clay and somebody took to put the mold, he was going to have the finished product. 
because what the devil might have meant for good, bad, God said, I'm going to make it good. And so the politics don't always line up. You all may not always have everybody in agreement with you. And you're going to make the devil mad because every time you do something from the heart that's of character, integrity, and it's for the righteousness where God gets the glory, the devil's always mad. You can rest assured on that in every way. We teach that from our kids all the way up. And I think that in some way, yes, God's got a sense of humor. You know, I was born here in Statesville, grew up here, went to school, went to college. Afterwards, went to Washington, D.C., worked for Senator Helms and Lott and Dole and uh, President Bush. I think God has a sense of humor. Out of all of that time and all these years, God brings me a wife that's a Democrat. <laughs> and I just thought, boy, he really has a sense of humor. And so, you know, and, and I thought, well, how much more punishment of that could I actually really have? But I, I, I was really kind of uh, ready for that because I have a whole family here. They never voted for anybody I ever voted for at all. They just, they just have not. But it, it, wor it works out because... God has you in a position and a place where the majority and the most popular may not understand it. They can't see it. They don't know that little boy sitting in South Statesville in 1984 at 12 years old, staying up late at night, sneaking, watching the Republican convention on TV, because at that time it'd be on TV and it'd be on late at night because they were doing it on the West Coast or somewhere. I remember watching, there comes Ronald Reagan out. It's 1984, and he's the president of the United States. He's got these, these big suits on and these nice big shoulder pads. And I'm saying, okay. And I'm seeing all the people supporting it around him. I'm like, that's interesting stuff. That's, that's good stuff. How can I do that? Don't know about being president. Don't know. Don't know. But how can I get to Washington? I have an interest in that. And I had to get an understanding with going, going back to school because you guys have a school here. And I had to relate and break down the fact that I had a teacher, Ed McClellan, in seventh grade, and Ben Stimson at DMAT Thompson, who taught me the basics of, uh, uh, of social studies, history, getting it, and then challenged me to think about things different in life. What my family may have never voted for, what my family may have never been a positive influence going towards to try to do. Here in school, I was getting challenged with those ideas and those things. And I did a combination of what I knew, what I had learned, what I was still yet learning to try to make those things work out in life. And it didn't matter. Mr. McClellan was the first, uh, first white male teacher I've ever had in my whole life. You know, Mr. Ben Stimson. Before that, all my teachers had been women and they've been African-Americans and white. But here's Mr. McClellan, and he's talking to me, challenging me, and saying, go home, read the newspaper, something totally different, come back in, let's talk about it. We closed the book, and we just talked. And students got to engage and debate your teachers. And that was a new way for me having that. And so I think that I was able to get out of that a preparation for where I would go in life. So here, fast forward 29 years later, I'm in the East Wing of the White House, I am seven seats down from the President of the United States in 2019. And the President of the United States is planning to come to Charlotte for its convention. And they're throwing out all kinds of ideas and things to get done. And so uh, a good friend of mine was on the President's Domestic Council, Domestic Policy Council. Domestic policy are the ones who help to guide out everything domestically within the United States that the President's going to do, his calendar, ideas, things that he should get attention of. So I was just a guest of someone there. I was not on his staff. And I tapped Jerron and gave him a note and said, how about having him come to Statesville, North Carolina, Cornerstone, it's a great school. They do education in the traditional sense, and they believe in Jesus Christ. And let's try to run it up the flagpole and see what happens. 
Well, I got out of that meeting, and I called Renee, and I said, I don't know if it's going to happen, don't know when, but I just want to make sure that I let you know, if you get a call or an email, the president may visit Cornerstone Christian Academy. Things kind of sped up, went fast. Comes February, um, they said, hey, Summers, we like this idea, but we have something going on that may be better for the kids. How about coming to the economic thing the president has? But the kids in the school, I was probably a little more too advanced to a degree. So, and Renee, once I told her that, she was not letting up like, oh, Brian, you're going to make this happen. You are not going to just tease me with this and that be it. And I was like trying to, you know, be very polite and respectful. And when, and when she called, say, yes, ma'am, I'm trying. She said, no, you can't let this go. And I said, okay. And then you tell them X, Y, and Z. Okay. And, and even Meadows, too. And I said, okay. And so everybody had been on the other in line with Renee. You kind of know you can't just get off the phone. Uh, and, so, and, so, and so we didn't, and uh, so I, I, I remember we, we text back, and I said, I think I might have something that may work out, it may work better, and, uh, and she said, mm -mm, no, that's not good enough. And I said, but, but they get to see the president in, in, in a form. Mm -mm, no, we need to meet the president. And I, I just was like, you realize I don't work over there is what I was telling her. So here is, again, past cross a year ago from Statesville, born 1970, right here. Past cross in Washington, D.C., the President of the United States, all of the powers on earth there in that room, and we're making something happen for the kids here at Cornerstone. God has a plan for all of our lives. It's not, it not, may not be pretty, may not be perfect, but he has a plan if we will open our hearts and minds and let him in. Let him come in and settle down. And, and, and Renee was even a much more, she doesn't know this, guidance and a real calm down for me because I've been very, very, uh, I'm a fiery somebody to, not just that I know how to preach, but for politics and I kind of, um, I probably, probably need to kind of re relax from the keyboard a little bit. And so uh, I think she said to me one time, well, you don't have to be so hard about it. And I, I don't know if she remembers, but she kind of the way told me, like, calm down a little bit, you know, and, and so it cooled me out. And so it did, it worked out. The kids from Cornerstone went down, president flew in on his plane, and went to the airport, they got to see the president, and, and, and to me, my whole entire life being born, I had never seen a president in life until I got to D.C. Never seen a president in person until I got to Washington. And these kids from my hometown are going down to Charlotte, they're only going to see Air Force One, they're going to see the president, and to me, that was like being a part of that, just, you know, in whatever small way, was awesome, excellent. And so, Renee, when you said the day before we were, God was. He knew that this was going to happen. He knew the vision you were going to share with your father and your family and grow Cornerstone Academy. And the kids and those, I hope that those kids will forever remember that experience, that anything is possible in life. You can go anywhere. You can do anything. And you may not have the audience of everybody who's going to cheer with you, be with you, but I always like to say this. The people that are not cheering with you as you're going up usually arrive there with a handout when you're at the top. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's, that's a real fact. And you know what? You still have a servant's heart, and you welcome anyway. You welcome him anyway. Because God took us in all of our stuff. God handled us in all of our misgivings, our, our misbehaviors. We fall short. In our imperfect way, God gives us a chance over chance over chance. So I always, for me, like to think that kids, in a way, are the ones who benefit from God's grace more than anybody. Amen. The kids do. 
because those are the ones that, we, that look to put a smile on our face. Isn't it awesome when a kid comes into the world, the whole family's happy, everybody's jubilant and excited, and, they, and it's just like, oh, boy, they're the beautiful, most beautiful thing in the world, and then it comes along babysitting, and then it's not so much anymore, and then they become teenagers, and they're like, oh, boy, what happened here? And then, so you have all these things that become challenges as kids get, go from smaller to becoming adults and, and growing out a lot more. So I just wanted to say that having vision, again, um, can be uh, a, little, a little challenging, but it could be something that you can vote, you can most certainly pray for because you've prayed for a vision that others can already see. I like to think that my teachers, Mr. McClellan and Mr. Stimson, could see in me where I may be going in life. I don't know. But I also think, too, sometimes that God will um, give a lot and put a lot on your shoulders, and it might just scare you because it's like, this might work out. And I might mess it up along the way. So, he, you know, he kind of challenges in that way so to let us know that, that he is in control, that he has got our back. And when we are up against the wall, we have somewhere to go and someone to turn to. You guys have a church fellowship here. You guys have a support group. Uh, and that, that is what's awesome in the community. And God wants us all to know that. He wants us to know where he is and where he has a part for us in, in his kingdom, but he also in our lives. And he takes us again right back to that potter's wheel, being that mold, shaping us into what we want to be, not for our glory, but for his glory, to be used by him, to be an example. And Cornerstone, you are it. In this city, at this appointed time, you are the church doing it. You are the church making it happen. Your lights are on. People are smiling, hearts are full, and the word of God is going forward from your pastor to your staff, your senior ministry staff, the singing, the beautiful music. You know, we talked about having vision. I could vision me myself at one point in time when I was smaller and younger, wanted to be a Jackson 5 or a Temptation, and I can't sing a lick. But I can dance, so I figure if you just keep the microphone off, I, you know, I'll do all right, you know. Uh, again, vision, but that wasn't God's plan. He said, oh, yeah, I can give you the desires of your heart. I just can't give you the untalented that you don't have, right? <laughs> That's kind of all of us, right? Um, but God, I think, really has a way of just trying to really um, shape us as good people and to tell us that visions and dreams and ideas are good and that we can really um, be a difference maker in this world. So 2021, my goal, I'm home, I'm back home, is to be a difference maker. I want to be what God wants, whatever he wants me to do. I want to try to be a bridge builder. I like to think and I'm, I'm going to come home and I'm going to connect communities by sidewalks. So, Pastor, I'm not sure if you have a sidewalk ministry yet, but I'm going to come. You got on your track shoes. I'm going to trade my, these in for those. And we're going to, you know, uh, go and meet people just where they are. Just where they are. God is saying, yes, this is great. This is beautiful. This is, where, this is what I have for you furnished to keep the, your, your parishioners inside and out the elements. Yes, you can have this. Yes, this is beautiful. This is great. And God made it possible. But we need souls. We need people on fire for Christ. We need people with the drive in their heart to simply say, I want for you what God has done for me. And that is why, Renee, I come to the school. I talk to the kids. I read to them. I want every kid in this school to know that you can go beyond I-40 and 77 in any direction and be whatever you want to. 
And you can be born in wedlock, out of wedlock. You can have things be adopted, not be adopted. God's got a plan for you. It's not over. It's not the end by any means. It's only the beginning. He saw you before you was. He made you who you are long before you knew you. And And he knew, God knew God knew that you were going to fall. God knew when you were going to fall. God knew you were going to have problems. But he had it in his mind to say, if you stick faithfully with me, if you just walk along with me, I got you. I got you. And it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Huh? He used 12 who were imperfected. And those were the voices going out into the world. He used 12 who came from means in which was not the most reputable in town. They didn't all have suits and they didn't all have degrees on the wall. And they didn't come from the best of families. But God said, I can use you. Took you out of seeming with casting net. Let me show you how to cast a net for men. Let me show you how to find souls through the witness of Jesus Christ. He talked about being in the boat, Pastor. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I always say that if there's one disciple of the Bible that I know, everything in my heart and mind tells me I'm probably as rebellious and hard-headed as he, it is Peter. And I have had the Peter syndrome for a long time. <laughs> and I, and I, I prayed to really get rid of the Peter syndrome because I said, Lord, yes, please, well, use me how you want to. And, and every time I want to think that I've kind of grown a little bit, just like Peter took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. Because I get full of myself and excited. Oh, yeah, I'm Brian Summers. I worked in the White House. I've been in Congress. All of the I, 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 and God has said, no, no, no. It ain't you. It's me and and what I've given you. It's me and what I've shared with you. I've allowed you to do these things. You're not going one bit farther than what I've allowed you to do. And it puts me back in perspective. So, therefore, you don't have an ego. You don't have all these things and titles and cards and all that stuff. Because you realize what really matters. You realize that it is of the heart that God wants us to be. It's of the heart that God wants us to to live our lives, to be neighborly, you know, and and wants us. We didn't need a pandemic to let us know about the works of God. We didn't need COVID to tell us how awesome God was. We knew that because on Calvary, blood was cast and done. And we got covered in that blood that gave us what we needed. That was a charge for life that said, I've got you. I've got you day and night, in and out. It's okay. What you go through, where is your faith? Where is your faith? And so I say and I say again, it cannot be what Dr. Fauci says. It cannot be what Governor Cooper says. It has to be what the Word of God says. Huh? It has to be that. That's the final say. God will have a say when Cooper is not here. God will have a say when the the, the experts of the experts are not here. Because this was written, and he knew what was coming. But again, I'm going to test your faith. I'm going to see if you'll hold tight to my name. Do you remember that old saying, that rugged cross, that daily take it up and walk with me, as heavy as it may be? Yes, you may fall down. Yes, you may be tired from the burdensome of it. But it's that cross. Carry it. Not in a perfect sense, because sometimes the world will look and say, oh, well, he goes to church every Sunday. He's in there with his family. He goes to church. He's church, church, church. Oh, he must be perfect. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It is a daily struggle. Daily I take up this cross, and I am challenged by it because all the darts of the devil are coming at you. Huh? Because the devil knows God's got a plan for you. 
And he wants to set a trap, set a snare to catch you and to drop you and to put everything in front of you to keep you distracted and to bring up everything. But you know, there's so much freedom. Again, like the song said, new beginnings, new beginnings. There's freedom in Christ where man can look and say, this is what you used to be. This is what you did before. Oh, I remember when God says, I wiped it away. I have no memory of anything that man can say to you. So I don't have to be fearful of what, of what, of what the chattering class has to say. Don't have to be fearful of those who, who don't mean to do me any good. God has wiped the slate clean. God did it. Wasn't man, wasn't me going through some self-help program. I had to do it because God said, this is what you will do. This is what you'll be guided by. This is how you do it. This is how you are to love your family, love your church, support your church, support your community. Look at your fellow man. I had a, a, I will confess this to you at one point in time. And I use this story because it was, it was really real for me. And, and, and my daughter and I were coming out of a restaurant in D.C. And so we were going somewhere eating some food that we probably should not have been eating. Ben's chili bowl and it was really bad and uh, it, not best eating diet. And we were coming out of there. We're going in. And we went in. There was a guy outside. And he wanted to have some money for some food. And I just shook my head, said no, clutched my daughter's hand. We walked right on to the restaurant. So we went in and we ate. So my daughter, she was about nine named Kimberly. She said, well, Daddy, can we get a man something to eat outside? And my first response was no, you know. And then I had to really sit because here was this nine-year-old teaching me the humility of God. Jesus telling me, no, how do you not feed somebody when you're in a position that you can feed them? And I was thinking just no. But we walked out, bought him a cheeseburger, went outside, said thank you. He took the burger Halfway down the block, he's trying to sell the burger. And I, I, I was wanting to go and do something, but I said, you know what? I did the right thing. My daughter challenged me as a, as, a, as, as a parent to do right. I did right. What somebody else does with that is on them. God knew my heart, and he used my daughter to work my heart to get me to a place that was satisfactory and loving to him. And so I, I'm always reminded that, and I like to share that little, that little story. But... It's kind of keeping in with, with what you all are doing and the vision. Uh, meet as many people as you can. Witness to them about Jesus Christ. Share with them about the love of Jesus. That in heaven, what they're going to find, what's, what's going to be there. I, I've not been. I can only say what my faith tells me it's going to be like. I can only tell me that, you know, that maybe I'll, I'll get there and I'll have my hair again. Maybe I'm not sure. You know, they say well, you're going to be free of pain and, and ailment and all those good things. And, and oh boy, what a joyous occasion. Maybe I'll get to the size I want to get to in life, you know. But getting to heaven and a goal of what God has for our lives, a vision of that is a beautiful thing. And, and I'll say this here in closing up uh, Cornerstone. It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm always... Uh, trying to reach out to Renee, saying, I'm going to come home, I'm going to read to the kids. I want to go. I've toured the school three times. Not because there was something that I, f I forgot to see, just because I wanted to go back and just see how awesome it was. And the vision of what you all are doing in this community, this city, this county, is not going without being noticed. It is not. It is not. Through your support, through your generosity, through your whole praying for your pastor and his family, Absolutely, the musicians up here, you all share in this building, kingdom-building ministry. That's what you guys have here. You shine the light. I saw it, and I came. 
Like when they said, over two years ago, I didn't know particularly who she was. I mean, she friended me on Facebook. Well, you have the same beautiful. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and then I got a chance. She, they wooed me by getting me over here to the school. They put them little kids in front of me with them apples in the classroom. And I, and I was, I mean, you know, now this was a good temptation with an apple, not like uh, Adam in the garden. So, you know, but, and I was happy. I was so excited because I thought this is a marvelous thing. And there were hard books in the library. And I was like, wow, this is education. And they said, oh, we have this, 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 and it just hearing about all of the wonderful things. So it's a wonderful example. Uh, the school is great. Your church is flourishing. It's going to be there. Your pastor's vision, you know, that God put upon his heart to see this happen. Anything that I can do, anything I can ever help to do, um, just please, I'll come, I'll go anywhere. i only just ask, if you get me a sandwich, that's all I need right there. So, uh, I, I, you know, there's a thing of coming back home. But uh, CJ, I got to tell you, cousin, they've closed down the Golden Corral. So uh, the Waffle House has got to be our thing now, brother. And uh, anybody knows me, I love the Waffle House. It's a shameless plug for Waffle House. $6.99 for the All-Star, it ain't changed. So, uh, you know, I got to tell you, you know, uh, that must be somewhere about else. But I think right here is, yeah. So, but I, but I like that. And, and, and the Word of God is a way of, of you can break down communication, you break down things, getting to know people and see people. And uh, there's no race in, in heaven. There isn't because Neil and I, you know, uh, if he needed blood, I could be a donor to him. And so I like to think that, that God has a way of working things out in life. You know, my fourth great-grandfather was born a slave in Alexander County, you know. And so uh, Neil's uh, fourth great-grandfather um, and my great-grandfather were cousins. So God has a way of working things out in his time, in his place. No guilt here, no who's blamed, nothing like that. But we are in the same place. We are covered by the same blood of Christ. We have the same opportunities and blessings and miracles, and he has the same talents. And Brother James has the same talent over at Winston-Salem. You know, both of them have more hair than I do. I don't know how I got the less hair trait of the family. I'm not quite sure. But, uh, but, but yeah, so, but, but God is an awesome way, and I, I think that God has a great way. Thank you for listening to this week's encouraging podcast. You can find out more information about the church on our Facebook page at Cornerstone of Victory Church, Statesville. Remember, life begins at the cross.